Hello everybody, and welcome to our full album review of Lil Peeps, Everybody's Everything. There is the documentary movie, which I have yet to watch because that's a different kind of time commitment and I couldn't find it yet. So if you want us to also, after watching our review of Everybody's Everything, want us to check out this little peep movie and let you know what we think about it, we will make that effort and get it done. And I'm going to do this. I never do this, but I am. Show us that you actually want that with that like button. That would be super cool of you. I know I feel like a cheap whore myself. Um... Anyway, my name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. This is the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down the new hip-hop albums tracked by Drac. And today, with much joy in my heart, we shall be talking about Mr. Lil Peep, which I'm very excited to do. And it's everybody's everything. Alright, so we're going to get into it real shortly. You can check the description of this to uh, see when we start talking about everything. We will go through the album track by track. We do understand who we are. In my case, I'm an old man listening to Lil Peep. I'm in my 30s and stuff. I recognize that, okay? Just saying it off the jump from Montreal, etc., etc. We regular folk who just started doing this one day, doing these reviews, and we learn and we grow, and a lot of it has to do... Well, it's been a little about three years now, eh? It has. We actually hit the three-year birthday on November 14th. So three years of this. That's crazy talk. But uh, two years ago, when Lil Peeps Come Over When You're Sober Part 1 came out, we got uh, a comment that I thought was interesting from uh, No One TV. And I have to say... The amount of awesome feedback we got from that particular review really showed me how dope the Lil Peep fan base is because some fan bases aren't as fun as other ones. So kudos to the Lil Peep fan base in my limited experience with them being of a particular dopeness. Anyway, no one TV says on that in a comment because we do care a lot about your comments. They help us grow. They give us things to uh, think about. And he asked, I know you don't like Tracy. We'll talk about Tracy. Uh, But how do you think he did on Hellboy? And to answer the question, I thought Hellboy sounded pretty good. But to answer your question more specifically, I think I can can do that if you want to stick around through the whole thing or jump ahead to the end with the little Tracy tracks. And you'll get a general sense of what I feel about little Tracy over there. At least in Um, part two in that case. Yeah, it'll be in part two. So if that's all you care about, if you come back, my friend. And if you do, that's real dope of you because that's like two years later type stuff. So anyway. Uh, on that note, picture you've just been waiting, watching. <laughs> I just want to—I uh, will get into it real quick. Special thanks in advance to the patrons: this Milka Dempsey, Chris Brown, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, the Dope. We'll touch on them at the end, but show them out while you're out here at the beginning because they're cool like that. Um, we're gonna get into it now, though. Chris, what album are we talking about today? Well, for this week's Headspace review, episode 148, we went with Lil Peep's new album everybody's everything that's the truth um so i guess we like to start off the show kind of touching on our familiarity with the artist and you know it sets up a little bit of a context for you know the experience because i think that's fair to y'all um i think in this case given the kind of music he makes it's worth stating right off the jump i'm a bit of an old man but uh, what I always found appealing about Lil Peep, and I really am a huge Lil Peep fan, actually. It might be, I don't know, for a lot of people that I work with, it's very strange to the levels of effort I go to defend the artistry of Lil Peep. It may be strange to the viewers or whatever, but... I feel that. I was 15 
when bands like My Chemical Romance and The Used was like the shit. And so when I was going through heartbreak and entering adulthood, as much as I enjoy like hip hop and other such things, like there's a lot of emo-esque things I consumed in my like emotional whiny days. And I don't mean to call it whiny music. I'm saying I'm the whiner in that situation. I mean, given... Just to say thank you to the reviews and having the opportunity to do this with you, I've also been able to defend a lot of like the younger rappers coming up in this type of era when I have certain conversations with people and like really being able to sit down and like understand where they're coming from too. So I feel that. I suppose, um, I guess something that always attracted me to little people, at least look, come over when you're sober part one, in my opinion, and you can check our review if you don't believe me. It's like one of the literal greatest projects that came out that year, in my opinion. I didn't make my album of a year list that year because um it wasn't long enough but it totally was my favorite project i have listened to it front to back well over 100 times at this point because to me it's like once i start with bench truck i gotta run it through i can't stop it and it's short enough that you can just do that it's amazing it the combination of what smoke sack and friends did on the beats which is the the, the shot the right emotional expressiveness of peeps voice the level of attention to detail it like sets a real standard and this is i think really relevant to talk about a little bit before going into this particular review um come over when you're uh, i mean when we did the review it was like right after he had passed and rest in peace and it's sad and um, we had done it with uh, our our friend sydney who had actually seen him live and just attested to the fact that his live performance was actually ridiculous and that he's able to just kind of deliver everything clean without the auto tunes or anything and that's really commendable so he has the charisma i've seen him perform a whole bunch in different places he just has this energy to him his music to me has this heavy level of brevity and repetition, but the what he maybe lacks in terms of lyrical diversity gets made up in his melodies, his hooks, his ability to almost carry a song on his voice alone. Mm-hmm. And the more I listen to Lil Peep, the more I realize it's there's just these nuances to his expression where kind of like joe budden when joe budden's feeling in an emo place you know his pain is real if you've ever felt pain like that at least i do because i felt pain like that and i've had tr- things in my life that are relatable to what mr peep has expressed on these projects not in entirety but relatable enough and um i just find there's this like honesty and i'm really gonna expand on that as we go through the review because it's basically my feelings on the album compound on that point um but then part two comes out and man some of those tracks blew my mind about half the album i think is like absolutely amazing the other half the album i like a little bit less but that whole thing was finished without like peep doing you know the finalizing and i think smoke sack ran it and i think he 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 did his best to stay true to peeps vision type thing that's cool i'm not really sure who's behind this album but i know that mr smoke sack doesn't seem to be that involved in this project from what i could see i might be wrong i did not look that deeply and there seems to be a lot of other names a lot more goth boy clicky type folk are involved in this one i might be wrong about all of that but so and I'm going to get to it when we get into the into one of the songs, but I did look up some research that Goth Boy Click uh, kind of had like a little bit of a conflict at one point, which led uh, Peep to move over to the UK. 
Um, and then he started kind of chilling with some boys over there and started doing some things here. The other part about this album, too, that I noticed so this is, is with the UK boys. This part of this, I feel, is with the UK boys. The other part, though, is some of a lot okay. of the tracks on this project come from two other projects that he's made. Like some of the tracks come from yeah, Crybaby that part or whatever. I so some of these songs may actually include goth boy yeah, clip yeah. when they come back from that so, era. That, I guess that's worth touching on. That's a good point. This is the album to accompany the movie, right? So, okay. Um, I saw some somebody on the Genius page being like, this album I'm kind of meant because there's a lot of re-releases of stuff. Like, there is re-releases of, of songs and whatnot. Um, I just don't know how you can criticize that, you know? The dude so okay. has been gone, not here, for two years. I mean how can you expect okay so somebody any... somebody like me who came into this project as like a full thing not not ever listening to uh goth of a sinner or and uh, uh right uh, crybaby um yeah, this just sounded like a full project and it gave me the insight to those to projects be, to be fair the goth boy sinner as i understood it like it got pulled out as a leak rather than actually put out and right. that happened with a lot of his music stuff just got put out fair by enough people. so there is that element to it well what, what i'm trying to say is it's just like me as a first time coming to this project and not hearing any of these tracks it was cool but i guess i could understand somebody who's been following peep it's like you're getting a full-length project but a lot of this you've already heard right which i can appreciate right on the one hand, now it's on easy to listen to streaming services, folks. Come on, let's be real. That's that's a benefit. Mm -hmm. um, the other end of it is it's been two years since he's no longer with us. This is to if you're if you're a real fan per se, right? You know, I guess that this is to accompany a movie, right? You would know that this is the soundtrack. I mean, to I the didn't. Movie. I didn't. But were you like the kind of fan that in, in your version? would be offended no you're the other guy no, you're the one I'm, who just came. I'm, right. I'm the dude that goes oh my god this is little peep album while i'm listening to it i'll be fair i never really went back to come over when you're sober part one two oh, and you're missing out on some great not shit saying there. that i haven't missing played out. ben's truck but like I, I played ben's truck but that's like a really trappier track for me i'm just saying which is fine the the overall i guess project. what i'm trying to convey is how do we put like we as fans of something should not be putting like expectations isn't on it, posthumous albums hold on hold on like, isn't it kind of like wouldn't we kind of say like a great like what do you do with the greatest hits like when somebody passes like if tupac's greatest hits isn't that all just re-releases um remastered and mixed but isn't it the it's same complicated it's because certain labels will own the, the recordings right and in theory they can just release them so i guess to counter myself and i would love to know your opinion on this whole situation like does this project excite you little peep fans because again i'm like i'm a little peep fan but i certainly don't give a shit about the rest of it mm -hmm. like honestly i could not care less about i've tried to listen to some of the other goth boy click peoples and whatnot over the time and i'm like none of them really do for me what little peep is i have a okay so i had a little thing with that i feel I feel like it's kind of what happens with a lot of movements. You have the main person who's kind of bringing in like, life to this movement and everyone else behind them is super dope when he or she is around. When they're on their own, I feel like I, I kind of look at them and I, and I, it was a little tra it was a little Tracy video I watched. I kind of felt like he was a copycat. Now I don't want to attack him and please don't kill me in the comments for this, but it's just like 
without Peep there, it just felt like you're trying to live on a legacy that doesn't... But I want to counter that and say that Goth Blake Lake exists before Lil Peep. He was like the last member, I believe, to join the movement. So he's like the guy who came in and took their sound, but, as opposed to incorporated their sound and worked with them. Yes, he is the guy that was getting the level of success in the pop sphere enough that, yes, I'm talking about Lil Peep. Because without him, I wouldn't know what the fuck a Goth Boy Click is. But I do now. I know that uh, the Wicca Phase one is the co-creator of it. And then there's a Big Head. And also, I think it's Big Head. Guys, don't kill me if there's I fuck Big you. Head. That's the producer of this. Like oh, yeah. And Fish Narc. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, look, I, I just now know all these names. Oh, I know a lot about a Fat Nick because I've watched his music video. <laughs> fat Nick is actually pretty funny. And he's got some good music. I didn't, I didn't, oh my God, I can't believe um, you went down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I mean, I've gone down it several times. This is not our first little round with Lil Peeps people. No, we just never, we've just and never talked about it. There's all the like, drama and whatnot that gets associated with Lil Peeps life. Like the Lil Tracy versus everyone else drama um, seems to be a thing like with the Lil Whore song because I now know there's a song called Lil Whore and he took shots at Smokes and fat nick and everybody for trying to like i guess as you to your credit uh said to make money on his legacy almost like a copycat now i'm not making any kind of a claim here because the truth of the matter is as a guy who prefers spotify it's exciting to see these tracks appear from my end of it i was sitting there and honestly this album creeped up on me i had no idea I forgot every now and again I check his page to see if a new single came out because yeah there's a couple of little singles and maybe we'll do like a catch all little peep episode in the future of random singles just if you guys want it like I said let us know and if you let us know we'll, we'll get it done when I don't know it takes us a while sometimes um, but like I was excited and now I'm excited to watch this documentary even if we don't make a video on it like I personally would love to learn more about his legacy and his life and stuff but right. I'm more the target demographic for this project. It's like this guy who was blown away by his first couple of albums that came out. You know, I don't, I'm not of the SoundCloud era. I'm not like in the groups. I'm way past uh, Molly and my Aquafina. I'm way past that phase of life now. I'm in my 30s. <laughs> oh my God, that song um, so I'm just like, I'm not there, right? But it's like I get to like relive it through Peep's music in a sense, being in that mind space of where I was in that phase, whatever. I so, mean, I see that. Um, but There's I don't know. There's a lot of music on this uh, on this project that kind of brought me back to my high school days. And I'm, I mean, I'm only 25 turning 26 in like two weeks. But it's like there's a certain feel to... I feel Peep's music, the production, the vibe that brings me back to a younger age, just but like yeah. what I used to feel and not what I'm dealing with currently. Some of the stuff I can relate currently and just how I feel going through my days and relationships or whatnot, but like a lot of it brings me back to this time of like being not, not understanding what I know now is in a, in a, in a way. I mean, I, again, I'm not really sure who's behind this album because I didn't look it up that much, but... I appreciate that it, it's here and that there's new music for me to have. There's at least a few of these songs that are now in my like peep collection. So I got myself a good 20 peep songs now that really make me happy. And that's exciting in my life. Um, and 
so seeing this project came out of nowhere literally i was just looking up what albums were dropping and then i saw Lil peep's name and i saw that this was coming out november 15th honestly it may have been out sooner maybe for a lot of y'all y'all have heard a lot of these songs a bunch of times for me the album came out yesterday i've been listening to it for a couple of days now i mean I, I i may have got it a little early i'm just saying um and uh here we are on Yo, it comes out in the UK five hours early, right? So yeah. it's like, whatever. It, you can find it if you try, and it's uh, not that hard. Which also, like, it, and it's funny you said that uh, because v it played. Well, VPN, but it, it, it comes out in the UK five hours early, and it just kind of plays in the whole, like, going to London and everything, which we'll get into. Mm. Like, it, it, I'm telling you, everything is so kind of, like like, subtle, but at the same time, it's, like, all connected, which is really cool anyhow uh this album is called everybody's everything what do you let, let's just move into it what do you think of the title i just said that like i was oh. just doing that did we oh and it's gonna be because of a tweet where he goes i just want to be everybody's everything i want too much from people but then i don't want anything at the same time you feel me i do feel you i get that all the time little peep um see that's why i like little peep i relate to what he says i don't let people help me but i need help relatable but not when i have my pills that's temporary one day i'm not gonna admit to pills because i don't really do that but i relatable i won't die young i'll be happy i didn't die young i'm happier so i guess it kind of worked out and it really makes me sad that mr peep is not able to like achieve that like it makes me sad i think about this a lot actually uh what is happy i always have happiness for like 10 seconds and then it's gone i'm getting so tired of this and even that sentiment like i really relate to it so when i think about the title of everybody's everything having read Will peeps quote i just think it's like the heart and soul of a person that just almost tried to find his salvation through servitude through through making his life for other people and you can you can almost feel a lot of that in his music especially in the newer end of his music anyway um i liked it a lot the cover's fine it's his face whatever he's looking at me i don't i don't know it's fine i like the other covers better all the other covers are better than this one to me this one looks like some graphic designer put about four minutes of effort in in my opinion it doesn't look very fancy at all well I kind of feel a little bit different about it. I think it actually is a little bit powerful in terms of uh, being everybody's everything. You're really kind of just like looking at him, looking into his eyes, really trying to, in a way, I guess, understands, trying to see something that lies behind his eyes in a way. That's kind of how I took it. Uh, either than that, it does seem fairly simple. It's not like it's super deep, but just you can kind of, and, and, I, and I think it really just focuses on his eyes mostly. Um, you can kind of just see the pain, the the, the the disconnection, the disconnection in his face, in his look, um, which, with what you were saying about like his tweet and wanting to kind of be there for like be everybody's everything but be nothing, I kind of I kind of see that now with the album with the album cover, just seeing how he's so numb and just really like, just cold in a sense. So that's kind of what I got. I like the title. Um, I think for me the title kind of puts out this message of like there is something for everybody on this project like doesn't matter what walk of life you come from it's really you can find something to relate to here you can find something to connect to and i thought that was really cool um kept it kind of open-minded a little bit so you're probably right i still think it's boring and you're a liar this is a great song 
I think it's one of the better songs on the album. I'm gonna say that right off the jump. There's this like freshness to it and like fullness to it that I don't think we get because there's a full long little peep verse. It's not just like hooks and shit. There's like a full long not just four bars and shit now keep in mind my limited exposure to Lil Peep's music I love it but it is a lot of like two lines two lines repeat them so getting this verse was very exciting to me personally I don't know if you were that excited you were probably not um I I, I like this sound and I like how he's starting it off it kind of gives off this like i don't really care what you think of my music this is what i do for myself um just the way like the core the the intro kind of starts off i've been through a lot boy i've been through a lot boy i ain't gonna stop boy oh um i ain't gonna stop boy big Always. head on the beat right it's a ad lib in that punk point. star um always running from the cops boy yeah like just the way he starts in this kind of like really slow not giving a fuck type of uh uh voice it it, it sets up like all right you you've gone through some struggles you you've had some uh, ups and downs uh but we're really kind of getting into i feel like it's, it's a good way to start it then he comes into the chorus where i feel it just sounded kind of like a hater track like fuck haters uh call it rap call it pop boy yeah yeah that's call a it, good fuck haters line call it what you want boy yeah proper you know why because that's responding to people who are trying to put his music into a box absolutely and it's fucking fresh absolutely and i completely agree i think it's actually a really creative way to uh address what people are saying about him and also showing like you can call it what you want i just call it music and the way i take it is he's kind of going i just call it music i call and it art he calls you an op boy. Yeah, of course. And that's also, I guess, really cool. It's and then opposite. what I really love, because what really takes this shit home is you got a big gun, but who you shot, boy. So that's an interesting line, too, because I don't believe I've heard Lil Peep really present himself like that. Right. Anywhere. I mean, he might have. But I, I mean, he's threatened to, like, kill himself and shit in some songs. But it's not like you really hear him being like, I bust a gun on your ass. But you hear that a lot with people. I mean, I heard the Juicy J and Wiz Khalifa track. Kind of kind of thuggish. But is Lil Peep saying yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, Lil Peep's kind of thuggish on that. Like, he, it's not like, oh, I want to kill myself, blah, blah. It's like, yo, fuck with me and I'll kill you. But not like not like what we're used to. It's, it's his... Is he talking about owning a bunch of guns and laying it on people? Not like owning a bunch of guns, but run up on me and my shooters will kill you. Ah, my shooters that is different that, i mean it's the same you got a big gun no, who you no. shot he's just questioning it's right, like, so the difference between a boss and a pleb is who has a shooter or not right <laughs> right, so, right right like, I'm, just, I'm not trying to say that entirely. no you're right though like if you I'm have shooters like, it's think like you, properly you, you it's want, like, like some strategic shit he's not trying to put himself out there like that is what i got the feeling of see but he is letting you know that he's not afraid of things and that there are perhaps people who are willing to right. do things to come is in context of that that's why i asked right, right, those right. questions right, because right, right. that lets him say something like you got a big gun but who you shot boy and it's little lyrics like that that I find myself really drawn to because why there are people who make claims about a lot of things to right. sound a certain way, and really they're just maybe liars. Anyway, I do want to point out a fact though. A fact. It, well, not not a fact. Something that I found interesting, more more or less. Um, it's cool to see how little peep with the way he presents himself as this like crybaby, emotional, broken person is 
also kind of questioning the you know savageness or the 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 type of people that kind of talk like this you find that what weird i find that interesting well, like to me it makes total sense right well like it's it's for me it's like little like little baby peep chilling with these big dudes like just 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 the contrast so that's is how just, you interpret that shit of course i see raw authentic peep also known as real real being with real calling real when you see i real. mean right and I have to say what attracts me to little peep is the authenticity of his emotions. So yeah, it looks away being crybaby, but you gotta have balls of fucking steel of course. to put crybaby on your forehead and walk around in public. Of course. That to me is the opposite of little weak little peep. Nah, man. To me, it's just he's so sincere and he has that inner strength and shit. And he knows what other people are faking it. Well, actually. And that to me is kind of what I feel from this track. Because even when you flow through the verse, it's like, why the fuck you lying? Why the fuck you lying to me? You couldn't even buy her the purse. Everybody want to flex on each other. I just want some money for my mother. So look at what he's saying there. Everybody's making shit up. Everybody's flossing. And if you look at the state of music in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, people will say anything on a track to get ahead, to present an image, because this that or the next thing sells because often people want to follow people who have proven they have something so fake it till you make it right all press is good press and all that crap what i like about little peep is y'all can be on that shit i want some money from my moms and this ain't a competition i'm just like damn eh look at that he's like laying it out like he's authentically in this to create something and 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 do it all for like bigger reasons than himself in a crowd where it's probably a lot of selfish people just trying to get a little bit lifted have right. a good time type shit right whereas in his world drugs are clearly an escape from reality as opposed to necessarily being a fun thing to do i don't feel like he does it for fun's sake and I think that's like a difference between him and say some other people. Well, if we even follow up, right? So this ain't a competition. Please listen, hold up, listen to me, right? I was really in the kitchen, uh, but I sing about bitches. Yeah, and I actually kind of like that line. And I also connected to when it started, everybody want to flex. I like that line because I'm really getting aside a little peep that I didn't think he was actually part of. Like, I didn't think he was the one in the kitchen. I didn't think he so, was the one doing that. I don't that. necessarily want to say little peep did something. I got the feeling little peep was around things. And right. the difference between doing and being around, but both of them still give you a sense of authenticity. Fair. Because so, what I he mean, then follows it with is because I really know killers and they are not like you at all. Right, absolutely. And so let me take out doing it. I. I just say, never actually be careful thought. with directly no, saying No, of course, of that. course, because I don't, I, I don't want to imply anything I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it was, in, it was, for me, it was cool to see a side of Little Peep that I haven't seen yet, that you're actually out here around these things. You may or may not be, but it, it's cool how he goes, but I sing about bitches as if, like, you could be around these type of scenarios, but you don't have to, like... You know what's an interesting thing to connect to that idea? Um, often you'll find some of the more hardened criminal types will sing really emotional women like songs often and it, my theory would be because if you really know it and live it you don't necessarily want to put that out there in the world and you'll mm. 
go to different things you know at least of a certain era you may disagree with me in the snitching snitch yourself out era and you may be right about this era but i don't know i am 32 now so it's hard for me to re relate to which side of older young i'm on in a given moment um and then it's just i like when it goes i could tell it i could smell it like you know <laughs> you could just smell the fakeness it's just Mm -hmm. It's corny in a good way. I could see it in your eyes, boy. That's why I got respect, because I ain't a fucking liar, boy. And I like that, too, because I look a motherfucker in the eyes myself, and it tells me everything. Chris, Chris can attest to the fact that sometimes it's not fun when I'm looking you deeply into the eyes to, like, fucking peer into your soul and see the truth of a situation. I've had to repair my soul a couple times. But I'm not... I try hard to not be a fucking liar myself. Well, of course. So it kind of actually gets you some respect if you're able to be self-aware and honest with your faults and whatnot even if you are perceived as an asshole like I, I can admit sometimes i am or other such things you can grow from that and you can become better and that's how you get respect because you're not fucking lying to yourself or to other people's you present things as they are as you see them but it also shows and just to connect it to the because uh, i ain't a fucking liar like it also shows that you're willing to grow and not like you directly right but like people dealing with i guess those things they're willing to grow and be like that better version that can help them get to the next level which i kind of see in peep as well where he's kind of questioning like y'all are out here lying thinking it's going to get you somewhere when i'm just being real and look how far i've taken it but then it adds in that extra element too of damn i'm a real life goth boy in the chorus which i think also pertains to the sound and style in a sense and that kind of hip-hop driven y'all be copping some shit and, and misrepresenting it whereas mm -hmm. this is really what i do um i think this is pr pretty you pretty great man the way he sings it too like color rap color pop boy it just has this good hook to it and it sounds a lot like what attracted me to pop punk when i was younger to be honest like mm -hmm. he hits that same vocal range lyrics are just in this it, it all hits but it's over these incredible beats now i fucking can't stand neither big head nor fish narcs excessive use of tagging and i think it's a shame i mean it makes sense when it's on mixtapes and shit but you're gonna put out a proper album man don't like tag every fucking song i mean yeah if you're trying to make bank off of little peep's death do it i mean every song like that come the only on. point no the only point that i could say that i kind of see is coming up as a soundcloud rapper that's what you do like that's part of being a soundcloud rapper like your projects your songs that you put out you so, have the tag you have it there i'm not saying it's like appropriate good or whatever but i feel like coming up like that and being exposed with that and everything this is still keeping that authenticity so that like, is little peep that's maybe fair and maybe it is what it is but it feels a little bit much in a lot of ways in my opinion and i question if the final product on a studio album for Lil Peep in the future would have had, and I'm not saying this is a real studio album, it's more of a compilation album of his stuff mm -hmm. of different eras, and maybe I'm just being whatever with it, but in almost all cases those tags took away from the quality of the song, in my opinion. Um, I love the way he sings it. I like the fact that he manages to find almost the 
the perfect melodic hook for every song and that is the there's not many ever in music that are as good at hooks as Lil Peep is because you can kind of just play any one of his hooks and I'm not saying every verse and every everything but just the way he hits it over and over and over and over and over again and it's just so eloquently delivered that like it just sounds great. You may not enjoy everything he's saying. Molly and my Aquafina. But like. The <laughs> we're not even there yet. I know, but it was a better illustrated point like, of what I'm trying to say. We're not even there yet. You may not enjoy all of the words that he's saying in every single song, but it's hard to hate how it comes off and the overall sound. And like, you can basically run a party of Lil Peep music. Just three four hours of little peeps music and i know you don't want uh, no that party. no 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 don't don't do that i would run a party with this project i this project that's I'm a very not, short party chris because it's only one hour and then when it's done i would go to another album and i would keep it alive okay I mean, personally yeah. fucking christ that's what i meant i'm saying i'm not putting on you can come to my long party <laughs> or chris's short one hour listen party. i got shit to do come for an hour leave um no, I'm not putting on come over when you're sober part one. Why? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm having a party. See, I'm not trying to get everybody crying Let's just crying pretend drunk. for a second that there's a lot of edibles involved. See, everybody's going to be down no, in the chair vegging. No, no, if there's chilling. a lot of edibles involved, I'm most likely to put on some like smoking music. Or, See, like, I would some, rather like, put on some peep, just like. Molly and my, anyway, 4.5 on 5. <laughs> it's a really, really great you can't, song. You can't go, oh, if there was edibles, Molly and my. That's not even the same drug. Like, it's yeah. it's not even the same vibe. Let's, I don't agree with that. It's not the same I vibe. I'm not agreeing. Okay. Mo Molly way too much on camera conversation. Okay, but fine. We will argue later. Um, I, you give it a what? I give it a 4.5. This is amazing. This is I, a great song. I gave it a 3.8. It has the authenticity. The beat is actually really good. I hate the tags, but I like the beat. It gave me the, like the use of just guitars and whatnot. I believe in this one. I might forget about specific beat sounds in the moment, but it just the energy to it was good. What did you give it? I gave it a 3.8. Oh, I can get out of here. <laughs> only because I felt like it was a little bit of a slow start. Like I do, I do like what he did and everything he brought to the table, right. and it was like a nice vibe to it. I just... I was like, uh, you come on. I know you have more. So that, that, I don't know. It just was a little bit of a so slow start. Put the shit me. in the oven at 50 minutes and then at 225 degrees Fahrenheit for about that ladies. Then you put it with the cre half and half cream and you let it boil for about seven to 10 minutes with water and half and half cream. And it creates a, a drink beverage that when you finished with it has a lucidity to a waviness that, that is very comparable to. No, I could have just said my old bars and it would have been a better pun. Comparable. Two <laughs> Molly in my Aquafina. I'm not saying that potent marijuana tea is exactly the same as Molly in your Aquafina because I have had, because it's like years in the past now, Molly in Aquafina at the raving times. And oh boy, is Molly. Molly in your Aquafina without promoting it to anybody because, like, it's you can't touch that now with fentanyls on the markets. It's not even like a thing you can do if you want, unless you got some purity testings and shit and you really know what the fuck you're doing. It's kind of unfortunate. But let's say my younger stupid herself had some great sex on Molly. Um, so I honestly can put myself into like the mind state of being at like those. Because, yo, it used to be like the grungy, empty buildings where you could burn certain substances inside of those buildings. 
Ah, the days, man, because that shit's dead. The cops just destroyed it in Montreal. I mean, I'm certain there are places that I don't know about because I'm old now. There's still, like, rave places that pop up and happen, but it's more controlled than anything. Like, everyone knows you're on shit, and it's like you just can't get caught selling But the problem is is that you can't smoke in a lot of these places. You can smoke. No, you can. You can't smoke cigarettes. But you can smoke weed. Like you oh, can smoke I weed and- I'll be honest. Since legalization, I have not once looked into this. So I don't really know. Oh, no. I'm talking before legalization. Like, I was I was doing the rave scene, call it, what, two, three years ago, let's say. It's, Either way. And I don't were, know where to go since uh, rave.ca stopped posting anything worth going to. Big Tooth and, like, sure. things like that. All I'm saying is it used to be really, like, cool. And then it got... A lot of bad things happened, so I suppose it wasn't that cool. And then I guess uh, I got old. <laughs> That's the truth of it. Um, I don't know that I really want to like sit there for two days feeling depressed after drinking Molly in my Aquafina, because that's the part that like one day I was sitting there at work and I'm like, why do I hate life today? Oh, because two days ago I was on top of the fucking world. Two days ago that is like a time commitment where like even on vacation do i want to give up that much time lying in my bed hating life i told you it's it's hard to glorify it now and that's not young people shit apparently young people don't feel that crap but i remember when it used to be one day and then it turned to two days and i'm like i'm out i'm too old for this shit i I think it's I, i think it's just I think it's a certain point you you start to realize what's really happening. Like no, I'm talking like just... it comes with alcohol too. Everything you just it, you feel it. You I can't drink. If I try to drink, I'm like fucking hangover, tired for like two days. Like I'm not like completely sick for two days, right. but I'm sick for the next day. Like done lying in bed puking, and then the following day I'm depressed. Like I don't want that shit in my life. Um, so I don't really do a lot of that anymore. But when I'm sitting there and I hear the vibe of this track and the way it just kind of flows in, and I think Lil Peep does this amazing uh, flow on that chorus, right? Molly and my Aquafina, red bottom, she a diva, but the legs on that bitch evil. Look at them legs on that bitch evil. And it's not necessarily the most prolific shit he is saying. But let's say you were like out and about at a place and let's say you had opened up a capsule of a powdery substance and it went inside of a bottle that was labeled as Aquafina. S goes way better. I don't care. Aquafina is pretty trash though. <laughs> <laughs> it is my least favorite water. And I don't know if there's a real reason or if it's just like normatively we all decided we hate Aquafina. Anyway. and Who then the fuck drinks Naya? I don't know. Any, listen, if you're in another country, you drink what the fuck's given to you. Fair. Um, and then she's a rich girl, I assume, because she has red bottoms. And so she likes a certain lifestyle. And she has nice legs, according to Mr. Peep. So she likes heels. That's lovely. Um, and he's got Molly. And the thing is, is while I'm not on Molly, I'm going, whatever, dude. But then I think about it. If I'm on Molly, all I'm giving a shit about is that girl's legs. Right. And I'm like, okay, this music is totally not for sober old people. 
And I think that needs to kind of be taken a little bit into consideration uh, when people listen to it. If you think to the party time stuff, man, this just has like this wavy vibe. You can just picture yourself with the girl in front of you and you're just getting lost in that moment. You start making out out of nowhere. Next thing you know, you're fucking in a bathroom stall. Right. Don't even know how it happened. Well, you do. It was the Molly and the Aquafina. Um, or because my Mac game was 100. Yeah, I don't know. Molly just makes everybody willing to do it in public in a way that nobody else is willing to do. Um, Fish, I look like Wiz Khalifa. Which I have like a whole thing theory on this. Okay. So, um, okay. I, I For me, when he says, bitch, I look like Wiz Khalifa, I feel like he's talking about smoking. I don't really think he's trying to reference the style the fashion or whatever i think he's saying that like i smoke a lot of weed my i think eyes are you're low. totally cool with that so because the next line pivots to other drugs also right but here's where i kind of went down this like rabbit hole right so when i was growing up in like 14 15 16 wiz khalifa was like the smoking person that you would smoke weed to at least for me bump all his albums all of that and you like if you're gonna smoke some weed you have to put on Wiz and it was like the big thing but then I started thinking like who was it before okay let's put it Snoop Dogg right so just the way that like times have changed can we just add Bob Marley to that list please well we can add Bob Marley to the list too but in terms of how the times change I've never actually heard anybody reference Wiz Khalifa the way we would reference Snoop Dogg or Bob Marley what I hear it all the time. Like that? Yes. Legit. Like Legit. his name. All the time. Please show me. I've never heard Off somebody Off the top of reference. my head, like not. Nah, I, I, I don't have it. But yes, I hear Wiz Khalifa bars like he's fucking Snoop Dogg for like four or five years now. Because he is. Ever since Mac and Devin went to high school. I saw that. I, I don't know. I've just never, I've never heard somebody like really reference Wiz Khalifa by name. Maybe like make a joke or make like, not a joke, but like make a reference to a project or something. Yeah. But by name. Yes. I've, I've never As heard As a it. reference Which to being stoned. I thought it was cool that, that little, like the way that it like Wiz kind of over is now the new name that people are going to be using. I, I thought, thought that, that was, was the cool. point of Mac and Devin go to high school. But it led me down a rabbit hole. And um, this is basically Little Peep's version of Molly from Tyga featuring Wiz Khalifa. Ah. And when I play, then I played that song and I played this song, I went, there's Tyga's verse. The next dude is Wiz's verse. And then the song ends. And I just went... This is cool. He made, he basically made the Molly song way better in a peep fashion. Or it was completely random. I mean, probably not completely random. I, I don't know, dude. Molly and my Aquafina, Wiz Khalifa, they both made a song. They made a track together. Like, I don't know. I kind of just. I also feel like it's generic and that neither of them are the originator of the idea, right? So it is maybe what you're describing. But, like, I'm going to put money down to say that Wiz Khalifa is not the first motherfucker to say Molly in my Aquafina. I'm not saying he did. I'm saying, he doesn't even say it in the verse, by the way, Wiz. I listened to the track. I'm just, to the track. I'm just saying, like, for Also, it's just generic, right? It's almost like uh, who in the drug world doesn't have a song like that? You know, like, it's just kind of a generic... Benny? Benny's not... A drug user he's a drug dealer those are different types drug of drug world you asked me drug world okay drug using world little peep is a drug user benny the butcher is a drug dealer they're not the same kind of drug rappers i'm just saying they're Fair absolutely enough. different things Fair enough. um i did like this song though this i mean had... i like the flow of the song 
I like the the more like trappier side of it. Like this is a checks all the boxes to be a banger, to me. Um, I would say based on me googling what trap music was after our last conversation, that trap is a series of hard hitting drums, basses, and synthy high levels of things. I don't know if that's trap or not. Uh, synthy voice, his entire not chorus the voice. Is the vocals is not what defines the trap. This, I'm sorry, he does not have. He has emo vocals, most of it, like Molly and my Aquafina. That whole sound Now picture it with and it works completely because I don't think his vocal style is limited to trap music. I think it just works over it. That's what my point was, is that I don't think it's like whatever because it completely to me works over alt-rock. Fair enough. In fact, if you look at guitar sales, the alt-rock kids stopped making fucking bands and started making beats. Okay. It's a truth. It's such a weird phenomenon. I love it ish. So I like what Lil Peep does. And his verse, okay. Over oh, bitch, I read people, get in top, I get head people. I I don't care at all about what he says in the verse. I love the way he sings it though, because you just got this vibe and you're like, I'm sitting there on my elliptical and I'm just like, my, my, and you're just like singing along, and you don't really care, and it's vibe music. And on that regard, I feel the energy and the waviness of it, and it's nice. But then Rich the Kid shows up. I'm like, okay. This just proves to me why I don't like Rich the Kid. I don't know who he is. I don't even he's, know. He's been around for like the last sure. four years. He's just like blue hunnish, chasing people, and his flow's erratic and not like smooth, right? It's he falls in, and they're gonna I'm gonna get killed, but he falls into the Playboy Cardis and all of sure. them, like Uzis and all of them. I, I, okay, but like what I'm saying is, is, we get this cool smooth vibe, and I don't feel that Rich the Kid carried the smooth vibe I was I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Rich the Kid didn't sound like there was Molly and my Aquafina is what I'm trying to say. It just I've never done Xanax, so I don't know if he sounds like Xanax. Like, no. To me, like, I don't know. I've never done the painkillers. No. But to me, he sounds like I drank a lot of hard liquor. And that's what he sounds which like is, to me. Which is the Wiz Khalifa verse. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, eh, I kind of wish you were really feeling that smooth vibe, not that hard vibe. It took away a little bit for me. Lyrically, he's fine, I guess. It, You know what I like about Peep? Well, it's not even on this song. Honestly, this just feels like a vapid poppy song. And I don't mean it to be disrespectful, but I kind of got like this feeling of Lil Peep coasting through it and he's just got money and there's girls around. Like It's almost organic. Like He just happened to show up on drugs and all of this is going on to him. And that kind of feels like this journalistic feel to it. Whereas in Rich the Kid's verse, it's like Diamond's boxing getting knocked out, fuck her hard, knock her socks off, new foreign wanna pop out, skirt. Like, what the fuck? None of that. What does that have to do with, like, this vibe of being at a place with Molly and your Aquafina that mean, Pete puts on? Okay, so pull, uh, Peep's at a club. He's got Molly and his Aquafina. Rich the Kid is pulling up to the club and all of this is happening. But he's about to fall asleep on his end. I mean, that's his damn choice, right? But he's pulling up. Blue Hunt is chasing dead people. Yeah, oh, Hunt is, I mean, Ben Franklin. She got the bag. She's perfect. Like, it doesn't even seem like he's at the club right now. He's just Which pulling up. Which is why up. it's killing my vibe. 
I wanted him to be at the club vibing with Pete, man. Maybe they take this girl with the red bottoms and the nice legs and they Eiffel Tower her. That would be a happy ending in my opinion. Instead, he's shitting on people like diarrhea. Do we want to be thinking about diarrhea while this is happening? No, because now when they DP'd her, poop came out of my imagination. And I hope everybody gets stuck with that visual because of Rich the Kid. He doesn't want the pussy. He could never eat her. He's also that kind of douchebag where he doesn't want to eat pussy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Molly and my the song a 4.2. What the fuck? I gave it a 4.35. It's a great vibe. I just kind of wish Rich the Kid wasn't there. And I don't want to talk about all the friends yet because, like, Peep clearly liked this feature. He tweeted it out. He was into it. So that's cool. Um, but it will... We'll get into how I feel about the features as we move on to Ratchets. But now Diplo shows up. I'm like... Diplo. I know what a Diplo is. That's cool. I've heard of him. It makes sense that little PP and um, Diplo would work together. Also, uh, Lil Tracy is there and does a verse. So we'll finally get to have the amazing conversation of my thoughts on Lil Tracy against Lil Peep. This song is cool. It's a great vibe. That's absolutely words I can use to describe this shit. That's all it. That's all it is. Um, From Peep's end of it. I mean, I don't have much to say, dude. Go start your whole thing. Um, I mean, listen, the way it flows in with the ratchet bitches, cocaine, and he just repeats it. And then, let me fuck you in my beamer. And yo, that hook, it's a hook, yo. It's going to be stuck in your head for days. Which I You're going to wanna... be sitting there in a week and a half at work. And you really gotta hope I'm nobody. already started. You know, I do wanna, I do wanna say the way that Molly he starts. And, the, my Aquafina. and you're like, hey, he called back to the song we just talked about. Yeah. Um, the way that he does the intro is kind of like really whispery, mumbly as it builds up into the actual song, and then the chorus comes in, which is still a repetitive of Ratchet Bitches Cocaina, but it's it's louder and it's, way it's more. It's just like, a lot chantier. of that. And then we get this incy beatsy, teensy weensy little P verse. He Bitch, looks I look like Justin Bieber. I, I could buy, buy a Timberlake. Timber all white Timberlands. Timberlands. I'm like, this is cocaine. I'm like, this is okay. <laughs> okay, but at least Lil Peep is willing to eat the pussy. And I appreciate that about Lil Peep. It Told shows nothing on the dinner plate. That's fine. It means, I just bought an eight ball. Okay, and, and they did, did the a bunch of cocaine thing. and then the chorus can say, My point is the <laughs> difference between Lil Peep and his you can see it there. He's willing to eat pussy and provide pleasure to his partners in order to like give her an experience. Okay, we get it. Rich sucks. No, I'm saying it in general. Like Conolingus on wax makes women show up to your show if Lil Wayne has proved anything in the world. And it's so weird that any rapper is gonna brag about not eating pussy in the climate of 2019. What a weird flex. Anyway, so good on you, little peep, doing your cocaine and fucking hoes. Um, and then the chorus comes in, and then little Tracy shows up, and he's just like, yeah, Hennessy's spilling out my cup. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I fucked two bitches at once, and I couldn't bust. And I'm like, that sucks, little Tracy. You know, didn't you so, feel a little bit bad for him? Yes and no. So... It's hard to bust when you're on cocaine. Sure, That's but a thing. you're fucking two bitches. But given the fact that you're fucking ratchet bitches and there's cocaine involved, it could be like, I'm trying to fuck, but I'm on cocaine, so I can't actually bust mm -hmm. because my dick's and soft. And whiskey dick and shit. Right. The this other part that I kind of took from it, though, is 
um, there seems to be this need to want to like find some sort of happiness. Uh, and I guess for me growing up kind of feeling like as a 15 year old kid, 16, 17, trying to just be happy and trying to feel whatever I'm going to try to talk to some ratchet girls who I think would talk to me. And if there was maybe not cocaine, but drugs involved, more inclined to try to find some escapism, some happiness there. But so, it's, to me, there's a difference in the escapism. Um, Lil Peep is like, I can do for you, and yo, we did some shit, and it feels more like Lil Peep's trying to provide this person an experience, and he wants you to connect in right. a way. It's more of an us thing. Right. Lil Tracy sounds a lot more like an I thing. Like, yo, I fuck two bitches, get out of here. Skirt, skirt. Like, I'm here. It's me. Well, what I'm trying to connect to is that there is this, uh, for me, I kind of looked at it as he's fucking two women to try to find that happiness. But because he's on this substance that's, like, stopping him, he kind of craves that, like, I'm never going to reach it. Like, the fact that he knows he'll never reach it, because if he wasn't on coke... Or if he wasn't drinking, he could probably bust, which would give him an orgasm, which would make him happy for that period of time. So I feel like there's this weird convoluted type of confusion in his brain where he wants to be happy, but he also wants to feel super lost, empty and numb and never actually attain that happiness. Like he craves not attaining that happiness. Yeah, sure. It just feels less interesting the way that he describes his stuff to me not that it's bad he actually flows well unlike uh rich the kid little tracy has a flow that really works well at little peep i mean obviously um considering all they've done together but this like comes in but lyrically little tracy just feels more generic in my opinion now you can argue that little peep isn't being profound here true he's not I admit it. I don't have a whole lot to defend little people on this one. Um, yeah, this song is just generally repetitive. It's uh, It's got a great vibe to it. And like in the context of like listening to the album through, it really, really fits. But if I look at it as an individual track and when I throw it on a lot, I don't know. I haven't had a whole lot of connecting to Ratchet Bitches and Cocaine. And I suppose I feel like it's just a lot of little peeps saying that over and over again. And it's pretty incredible how much it works as a song. But, eh, I suppose unless you're really into that, do you really want to listen to that? I I mean, so the only thing I can say is because, like, I again, I kind of connected with this track in a way where it's more just... The I, I feel like it's the idea of not having to deal with anything. It's to just be with these ratchet bitches. And it's not to call like bitches ratchet or anything like that. It's just it's the idea that's been brought upon the word ratchet where you expect a type of girl. You expect a type of woman when you're calling her ratchet. And when you just add the drugs, you're you're kind of in this mindset. Now, listening to this song, I kind of also felt for a, for a brief moment, I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind having some ratchet bitches and some cocaine. Like, just fuck everything, fuck life, just have a good time and forget that the world even exists. Which is, I think, part of what this type of vibe of this song so is supposed I to totally kind of give you. I totally get where they're coming from. 
But then why does Lil Tracy go and flip everything on us with come at big head, get shot, come at Lil Peep, to me you an op, fuck a green light, red light, you can stop. I take you out like some snot. Well, that actually makes sense. I mean, cocaine, the drug itself, makes you go from, like, one side to one extreme to the other. So, like, the fact that he went from fucking and kind of, like, in this weird, like, mode to violent and being all thing kind of actually represents how you can switch really quickly on cocaine. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're not into cocaine, it's going to be a lot harder to connect with this song because whatever. It's fine. I think it's still got a good flow i'm not trying to be a hater about it i just think it's it doesn't like i wonder if this is what like lil peep's actual vision for this track is like if this is what he wanted that tiny verse whatnot because i don't know that this was made beforehand and approved or if this is just the version that we got and i don't know that but i feel like i don't know it could have been more than what it was less of that repetitious hook and more of like another verse or something to break it up and i don't know it just to me felt like there wasn't enough like distinct peep and that was my opinion on that it's got a good beat though i gave it a 4.15 gave it a four all right next one on the list is fangirl and i think this is where we get into the gabe songs man Gabe has like the most generically emo voice ever and you're just waiting for the double bass pedal drums and shit to kick in but instead it's like trappy shit (laughs) and I love it it's so weird um this song has a little peep on the chorus and a verse from Gabe and uh I don't know I guess they really work together but I'm not and I don't like it or dislike it I just don't know if I'm sold on Gabe um peeps verse chorus is is weird like the colin shoddy colin why you call girl like it's it's a weird off time and i thought it was kind of cool the way that it hits in on the beat but you know what i mean like it's got a it's got like an interesting rhythm that is not like your standard like cadence that people would drop I kind of feel like part of who little part of what little peep does is he really tries to embody scenarios and like real life scenarios and I can kind of see that like you know somebody you're trying to ghost for a little bit or whatnot or somebody that you know doesn't really know who you are or whatnot and still trying to talk to you you're kind of like yo why you calling like what do you want from me and I feel like he has that type of like uh confuse confusion in his voice in this as well with the off timing in bit like he's just like yo why are you actually like fuck off and then you know she can understand me she a fangirl i can respect that he's a pretty complex person i can see how a lot of people treat little people like he's drugs right but I, I do like the idea that he's um kind of addressing the fact that like let's call it fangirl groupie people who don't really know him just know the icon that he is uh, i like how he's really breaking that down like i think we're saying the same I thing need, probably uh big bands getting big bands but it come with a whole lot of bullshit 
then uh, Tracy keep a full clip and I, I like that right because again he's not the shooter Tracy's the shooter in that regard but also like his right hand man comes through and they're gonna come ready to go bars make their tracks do what they gotta do and I find it interesting how he's willing to acknowledge that now that money's involved it's complicated and I believe there were complications with like management and like a little Tracy and little people not homies at the end of this as I understand it because of complications with the management like to a point where Tracy doesn't even believe he may have made it onto part two you know what I mean um I did do a little bit of reading about stuff um I just I like the way he like hits it and then pull up on your bitch and I'm flex like I'm made to pull up on your block with the squad like I hate you work hey. non-stop because the Glock don't stop goth boy I don't need a Glock my hitter will mop you and again he just feels so boss like he's been around these people so long and he's just so genuine with it and he provides such value that he's like an asset that's protected it's almost like his whole life is commodified in a in a way where it's like the people around him latched on and realized the cash cow that is Lil Peep. And it just Which isn't so far off from like a lot of other rappers we've heard kind of go through similar stories where like y'all switched up on me now that I got money, y'all never were there for me, now I got money, you but come even, back. And, and then you just think about it, like even the girls he's with, you can probably fuck some girls or whatever, and everybody probably pretends to understand and says anything to get around him, and then it's just like yeah y'all don't get it y'all are whatever y'all just used me in a sense um and then you have this gay verse and he's like now i'm feel it's just his voice it's so like clean really clean it sounds to me how, how do i put this it's not just that Lil Peep has this like authenticity in a sense where he kind of stands out. He he really has this distinct voice where when you hear it, you just know it's his voice and like literally nobody else kind of sounds like it. Whereas Gabe's voice sounds like a lot of guys I used to listen to when I was younger to a point where the emulation kills any distinction. And he does it very well. But to me, he's like Bruno Mars. In the way that Bruno Mars does that callback old school stuff so beautifully and well. But... Do you think that that's part of what this is trying to do? Because a lot of what I got from this project is... Why do I feel like I'm 15 again? And I'm not saying it's just yeah, lyrically. It's, it's, it's totally it's recapturing that thematic. emo vibe. And I really like, think that's what this is. About. It does. It captures it so well. What I'm saying is I think Lil Peep's cool because he stands the fuck out. as like this energy of like he lived that life. Whereas it sounds and even if Gabe lived the life, I'm not saying he didn't. But when I hear what Gabe says here, you know, when you get to lines like she was doing cocaine in the bathroom. Now she's doing more K in the back room. He don't mob with the gang though. Yeah, I'm riding with the bankroll. It sounds really simple and generic. It doesn't have the same emotional depth that I feel in the way Lil Peep says it. It's so clean and polished that it sounds like a studio engineer made it fucking perfect and soulless but by I, I comparison to Peep. Because there is certain times, like, even when, like, Peep talks about, do, like, the girls around him doing drugs or even him doing drugs, there's a certain, like, level of um, straining pain to it. That's Fago, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, it was so fun. It was so uh, fun. I'm with Jack Porn Lean in my Fago. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I, I do like Fago because 
insane clown posse hashtag juggalos are we still allowed to do the hashtag thing am i old enough that i can just do it ironically yes you can yeah old I mean, man I, shit i guess i'll do it because i'm trendy like that. hashtag old man shit um so i like this song because it's got a good vibe to it the beat's nice i could throw it on and listen to it but gabe is too shiny he's just too shiny for me i feel like I don't believe Gabe has the pain that he's selling in the way he delivers it. So, okay, because I just thought of something. Does it have to be pain? Well, that's what I want from it. I mean, okay, If you're going to be singing out this escapist life, it's not meant to be cool. So To me, what makes it appealing is if people are doing it to escape something. If you're just doing it to fuck bitches and do drugs and get rich, that's lame. So think of it this way, right? Take the chorus concept. Uh, girls calling him he's kind of contextualizing you don't know who I am you don't know what I really want what I'm really about and right that's kind of what we're getting from the chorus and but now it, it's more than that it's people don't understand me my life's more complicated things are coming at me and even it, all of that I feel even threatened all of that. I feel threatened even even all of that the verse is so generic in terms of a now I feel like a boss when I walk through. Okay, cool. You're 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 fly. Yes, I'm hanging out with the goth. Okay, cool. And you got a whole there thought too. too. Right now you're someone I don't want to talk to. Kind of like boss mentality. Uh, never could I ever so love a boss. It's not it's true. Like it's... Wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, and then you go on. Right, I got the diamonds in the ring, and this is all still generic. When they get to the girl part, she was doing cocaine okay, in the so bathroom. That. Here's a good way to look at it. Twenty One Savage's appeal is that he sounds bored by it all. Like it's so regular that diamonds are there, right? And Lil Peep in the same way isn't necessarily impressed by the fashion, the bends, the beamers. It's just a part of life now. And he's kind of almost commenting on the reaction to how this life is now interacting with him. Whereas when I hear somebody like Gabe, it's almost like he wants to be, he wants you to know he has diamonds. Okay, wait, but that's and not that's what a I'm, cool point. But that's not what I'm trying to say. That's I'm not looking at it that way. I'm looking at it like this is just a verse that he is like, this is just my life, and this is what I see around me, which is why I know you ain't so, you ain't really trying to here, be here's with Here's what me. I'm saying. It sounds like it's a little peep's life in Gabe's fantasy. I see that. That's what I'm trying to say. I see that. And that's how I feel. I guess we've had this conversation, so for the next four songs, it's going to be like that. And I'm not trying to say that it isn't Gabe's life, but I'm saying it doesn't sound like Lil Peep made music to have that happen to him. It was almost like the result of it, whereas it sounds a lot like Gabe's putting that in his music to get it to him. Fair enough. I don't know if y'all agree with me. I have my perceptions on these kinds of things, and it's really hard to justify my nuanced-based decisions. It's completely subjective based on what I believe. You don't have to agree. Let me know why I'm wrong. And did you give a grade? I gave it a 4. I gave it a 4.25. That's facts from LA to London. Like, I can see how Peep ended up working with these guys. It makes total sense. They're in like the same genre. They all sound really, really dope. But I, I don't know, man. There's something about the contrast in Peep and Gabe that is just stark to me. Peep has this jaded feel to him, whereas I got Gucci, I got Prada, got Louis, I'm my bomber. It's like, oh, I don't give a That's fuck. That's Gabe. I know. Okay. That was my contrast. Maybe I wasn't clear. She I, was trying I, to call me. I don't want to call her. She was trying to call me. I don't want to phone her. Running up a check, yeah, like I was a runner. So, okay. 
again, the, the verses in this song seem to be a little bit kind of generic uh, and slightly simple, but I do like uh, the idea that's happening here. The song kind of flows through and feels like it's this kind of situation where uh, Peep and I guess Gabe are uh, dealing with like a love relationship where they are now leaving Los Angeles and going to London and they're kind of well, expressing did. right they're kind of expressing how i guess they're dealing with these uh relationships and stuff like that but when i looked into it i really wanted to know did peep ever go to london so i looked up and this is where i found out that yeah there was a little bit of a disentanglement with goth boy click in la uh which led to little peep moving to london and starting some other stuff over there and kind of continuing on with the career and whatnot um, so part of me kind of looks at this song as also a, um, I, I, not a response to what happened in the group or whatnot, or well, what allegedly happened, I'm going to say, cause I don't actually hundred percent know, but, uh, it kind of has this like double entendre feeling to it where he's also expressing like, yo, uh, in Los Angeles, I tried to keep my head up girls in the whip. I popped a pill. I got fed up, get off my dick. Uh, I'm trying to get my bread up. I left the bitch. That's why I'm always fucked up. So, yeah, clearly, you know, it seems to have this, like... But that's also, like, his life, right? And if we really think right. about it, what you're saying is a lot of what he's saying is grounded in reality. He did a lot of drugs, had some complications with women. Right. Ultimately, due to that, he left. He left a girl on top of that, and now he's feeling fucked up. Right. So that's kind of what I got from this track. And then even when you go through in the refrain... All black for you, in the back for you, count stacks for you, love in Los Angeles. Granted, you can also kind of connect that to maybe a woman or a woman in his life or whatnot, but I also feel like that could be some honest shit where he's just talking to, let's say, Tracy or it's also, somebody. It just also feels like he's being pensive, right? Like, right. He's wearing all black for how, for Los Angeles. Like he's leaving it. Like he's in his mind moving to London and he's like entering like a new era. But Which, then, yes, now I agree. Gabe comes in and it's like, hey, I got Gucci. Now I got I'm rolling blunts. Yeah, yeah. So the, I mean, what I'm hearing there is now I'm fucking with Lil Peep and everybody likes me. Now I'm going up and I might be wrong. For all I know, Gabe is the shit. Like for real, for all I know in the UK, Gabe is hot shit and all the little fans hate me. But to me, it just sounds so like, like whatever so he doesn't actually say anything of, of like substance to me it, it, it sounds good next to peep in the way that like dj khaled surgically put songs together like somebody in the exec team was like gabe is part of goth boy click that's fine the whole thing he i don't know i don't know enough of the history or the drama or where gabe belongs to stuff but um you look at verse two oh, a little peeps like oh girl why are you fronting now we moving on to london stay far from the fuck shit catch flights like it's nothing so it's like he's trying to escape something he's trying to put himself into a better situation and escapism is a big theme for little peep down to the literal act of escaping his circumstances to go to london right to avoid fuck shit then what does Gabe respond with? Always counting up to hundreds. That's how we come in. I was faded at the function, now we're going out to London. So you have Lil Peep like moving to London to transition from fuck shit in his life versus Gabe's rich and partying. I'm saying these two things don't feel completely so the same to me. The only thing that I'm going to say that I, I'm going to try to defend this on is what if a lot of these features are supposed to kind of be the embodiment of what peep is 
Like, it's not actually supposed to be Gabe. It's Gabe's the one doing the song. Gabe's the one doing the verse. But he's doing I the just, verse as, like, a representation of what Peep is doing. Maybe. Cause like, I'm telling you my feelings when I hear it. Oh, of course, of course. Across the board, it was like... And Gabe is very talented. And I would like to listen to Gabe on some other types of stuff. I just think that it's like... When Drake and Future made the album and Drake really didn't look very hard next to Future. <laughs> jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man. Right? Like, <laughs> it's not that Drake is fine in general, but if you're trying to compare a bad day for Drake against a bad day for Future. Listen, Drake just got booed off of Tyler, the creator. That was a very, a bad, very day. bad day. That was sad, man. People were disrespectful. I you mean, can dislike Drake all you want, but if you start booing somebody that came out there to entertain you like that, just because you thought Frank Ocean is going to show up when nobody told you Frank Ocean is coming, maybe Tyler made a oopsie and shouldn't have booked Drake. Maybe. But I still think there's a basic etiquette into being an audience member where you're a fucking shithead if you boo somebody like Drake like that and you heckle him. I mean, just to because. Be, to he, be. So I'm on the other spectrum. I feel like him getting booed, and I kind of appreciate what, he, what Drake said about it. I, I kind of feel like, yo, you ain't really king shit. Like, you but, can't just go on any stage and just be like, I'm going to drop a couple shots. I don't, I don't actually me. agree with you. I would say Drake is in a tier of stardom where, like, if he shows up, it's a courtesy. He took time out of his day. He did not make money to come to that. He gave up money to I come mean, to that. I get that. And but it's like, like, who asked you? Tyler, the creator, asked him. I mean, sure. So the, the host of the event asked drake to come which i understand and half that all crowd that. really felt it at least half that crowd felt it there was people singing along on I mean, every single drake song so you I'm can hear that crowd it, but i think i'm kind of taking it from like when the fuck when the fuck have i ever heard anybody on that on that list work with drake I mean, that's a weird well, sentence. No, because it's like if you're because you think about who like, the fuck. Like, no, but you think about who's going to the carnival festival, right? You're, you think about who's going there and what like that cult following is. Who really fucks with Drake with anybody on that list? I don't know. I think everybody fucks with Drake because somehow Drake has the numbers. I to think state everybody that feels like you're supposed to fuck with Drake. I don't, I don't with fuck you. with Drake. That's bullshit. If we go through your life, you're going to find two or three Drake songs where you have to admit you kind of like. Forever. Because he has one verse with four other fucking artists and Eminem's on it. Okay, but I guarantee you if we and actu- over. over. I guarantee you if we <laughs> actually and objectively went through. I am literally objectively telling you. You haven't really the gone. Nicki Minaj song that he's featured on. You're right. I'm that's sorry. Weird. There's more tracks that Drake that you would like. You know what happens, man? You're sitting there, and the next thing you know, you're like, "This is really not a stop." <laughs> no, it's not. Never I've stop. Never fucking <laughs> and you say that, but you also haven't put it back on, and really just tried to vibe. I've it. never even put it on. There you go. So I don't missing out. To. I don't like Drake. That's a misconception. Oh my Jesus! It's uh, what I'm saying is it's hard to. It's easy to be like I don't like Drake after more life. Okay, I get you. That did not leave. And a- Scorpion. Scorp- and every other album he so dropped. You, if that you I listen followed. to Scorpion, you know what nonstop is. Because that song is fire. Well, clearly and it wasn't fire if I'm not over here. I also think you spent the whole time going, I don't like Drake. I'm going to be a big old Drake hater. And so it's entirely possible. I don't like that. Drake. It's entirely possible 
that you never actually gave it a fair chance. Kind of like a kid who looks at vegetables and goes, ew. And then one day you eat the Brussels sprout and you're like, oh, this shit's pretty fire. Because Brussels sprouts are pretty good. No. I've, Have you ever I've, had Brussels sprouts? Yes, I've had Brussels sprouts. Are they sprouts. not pretty good? Yeah, they're pretty good. Just like when you actually try listening <laughs> no, to some music. Drink to I just did. Because that's some, No, the for real, man, nice for what's fire. I don't care what anyone says. Even God's Plot, when you look at it objectively, it's a really turn up great song. Yeah. I agree. So if you're at a show and that's coming out. I'm going for a cigarette. Turn up great shit. I'm going for a cigarette. You don't need to. You're at the place where you can smoke outside. You saw the fucking venue. All I'm trying to say is, are you really going to be like, fuck you to the guy on stage? No, but okay. That's so, basically no, what the crowd so, did. So, so, and that's my other part too, right? I do agree that it's really hard to, no. at least at that, like that stature, you can't discredit what he can do, but I'm if you don't feel as the person who paid for the event, paid for the event and everything, if you don't feel like your money's worth this, don't, and don't, this don't, event, don't go to a show that has question marks. If you I mean, can't be a mature adult, I I'm sorry, but like you're ruining the show for all the other people that are feeling it. You're an asshole. Fair? Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about this basic etiquette. You don't go to a concert and because you spent money, all of a sudden you get like there's rules. Part of the rules is don't be fucking disrespectful because it ruins everyone else's good time. You know how like well behaved and respectful Drake was in light of everything? Yeah, of course. He what he was perfect. And you know what? He just kept trying to turn up and half that crowd felt him. So what? Now all those people's opinions don't count because you wanted Frank Ocean to come out? Get the fuck out of here. That's what I would say to that. You, it's just, I don't care who you are. You just don't get to go out there and behave like that. Now, if Drake sucked, as in he was just fucking garbage. Right. And that's not what it was, man. I watched it. He did the Drake thing. Do I like the Drake thing? It's all right. If I'm going to be at a show, yeah, I'll start singing out random shit. Because everything he says is something the crowd can sing. That's fun. When you're at an event. So you have the choice then in that moment to be like, I'm a hater or if you better better love me, plot a turn of that body. <laughs> Recite all the Drake bars you do in your closet. You <laughs> know? Like, your, your I mean, yeah, or yeah. just make noises like that. I do yeah, that yeah, 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 like yeah. I, I completely bombed there. I, I couldn't remember it. God's plan. God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold back sometimes. I don't. Right, let's, yeah. Let's, hey. get, let's, let's bring it back to Peep. Um, we went on this whole like Drake tangent. <laughs> uh, Drake is more genuine than Gabe. That's how I feel. Fair. Um, Fair. So all I have to say, I think Gabe is kind of bland next to Lil Peep. Uh, this track is totally fine for what it is. I think it's equally as consistent as the last one. And these would be a, like if you just cut Gabe out of it and gave me like 90 second songs, it would have been better. Do you have it? Did you give it a grade? I gave it a four. All right. The next one is Rock Stars, of which Drake, I don't think is. This one kind of reminds me, I think it's better off dying, where it's like, cocaine, Lada, Like, it's a little different, but it's also kind of similar. I like Peep's hooks. He does it again. I mean, we get little Peepy here for like the chorus, and he's fine. He just sounds like he's a little blitz this time, though. He's, but he also sounds grungy, old ass clothes, sold out shows. Interesting I mean, juxtaposition, no? Isn't this what, like, isn't this what Rockstar Life used to be back in the day? Like, every time I look at, like, a legendary rock star, they kind of aren't wearing, like, 
I'm not saying they're not designer brands or whatnot, but they kind of look grungy, old ass clothes. Yeah, but I think Lil Peep did it like in a sincere way, and other people like wear. No, this. of course, of course. But I feel like and this... look, I recognize for the record that Gabe and Lil Peep were supposed to make a collaborative album. Like this was actually like Peep was cool with it. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds disingenuous by comparison, because whatever, uh, bad little hoes, and I fuck them like a pro. Okay, fine, Peep, I believe you. I don't got a car, mine on Mars. At least he's not getting high and driving like all of all the other people are bragging about. I'm spitting bars. I'm a real rock star. Fair enough. Cocaine white, high tech sprite. Fair enough. Girls all night. I'm which a, is, in my which life. Is a cool way to say. Oh shit! That in the sprite. Anytime Pete mentions lines like "girls all night," I'm a, in my life, and you're just like, yeah. Ach, that actually happened and it's sad and like it hits me like with an extra level of depth to it i think it's because um, the how authentic are you if you, you i mean that that's authentic and i'm not trying to praise that or comment on it i'm right. saying you hear that line and it's kind of how it happened i mean i kind of i uh, like how he just the idea of having like girls all night is supposed to be positive right well but i like how he's always like in this positive, exactly like in this positive vibe and then i like how he flips it to fuck your cars my mind's on mars drugs and guitars i'm a real rock star and i really believe it and it's one of the things about peep spirit is that he is into that escapism that pushing it to the limit that expressiveness and the materialistic side of it is almost just something that happens as opposed to being a part of it whereas gabe comes through she was geeking on the molly yeah i'm flexing on everybody she was tweaking at the party now i'm leaving and you're sorry Okay, I guess. Yeah, I'm rolling around in the mozzie, smoking backwards. I'm with a Barbie, and I'm hoping that you don't really want to love me. Now I'm joking, you can never love me. Hopping out the car, and I'm in my Abercrombie. I got 10 ground. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. I mean, that's really disrespectful of me. To a lot of other people, this level of flexing is really, really fun. And that's all it is. It's pretty aimless flexing. To me, Gabe's depth is the equivalent of I fucked your bitch and threw fucking bands at the strippers. I'm not going to disagree on that. I, I do think it's that equivalent, but I like how it's thematically staying the same. This whole song sticks to the rock star feel. She was geeking on the molly. Rock stars with women, they're taking drugs. Okay, yeah, let me I'm be flexing clear. on everybody. Lil Pete okay. feels like a rock star. Gabe feels like a pop star. Okay, so I'm not talking about how they sound. I'm not saying like, I'm I'm saying just overall with the song, Gabe. Yeah, you may not sound the part you're trying to play, but lyrically and the whole thing together, I get the song thematically. I but fine. But That's my point. My whole point is that Gabe has been consistent in disappointing me throughout these tracks. But Fishnark stepped it up with his, like, the sun is out, so put your screen down. I'm in your phones like the NSA. And I'm like, that's the cleverest shit I think I heard on the entire album. Go Fishnark. Um, and then he has this little outro with his guitars. And I like the guitar beat. And I like the overall feel. But it... it Let's, let's just say it's the same thing. I think Lil Peep brings that depth and emotionalness, and then the rest of it's whatever. But it was just at this point, it felt like this was the game show at this point of the album. And I kind of, on that note, for terms of tracking and like the way they sequence the songs, appreciate that you get like the little intro bit. These are similar. Then there's the Gabe songs. Then there's this group of songs. And it kind of gives you chunks like that. So that's cool track ordering, in my opinion, for the album. I gave this one a 4.15. I like people a lot more than Gabe is my notes. And yep.
I gave this song a 4.2. I actually enjoyed this as they kind of like put it on and let it vibe to it. Yeah. Now, the real question is, if I was like Mike, Mike Jones and I gave y'all my number, would you text me? I think Mr. Young Era kind of brings in a similar vibe of Peep in a way where most of the other features don't do it to my satisfaction. I like Young Era. I really like how he uh, flows through the verse and has this like very soft, uh, slow, responsive feel to his verse. Um, the song is, to me, his song is created in a way that's like really interesting, right? So we're getting this perspective that Peep or and Young Era seem to be dealing with a woman who is needy and kind of wanting their attention, uh, but it seems like to be at, like post a fight breakup conflict something that kind of led to a tragic ending um so we get into the chorus uh she said why you never text me ever since you left me she said how could you forget me uh she said why you never text me baby come bless me my baby think i'm sexy she said how could you forget me she said why you never text me now just the uh why you never text me and how and ever since you left me and all like kind of these questions I feel like they're using these uh, questions that they're being asked in a way to kind of use the verse to respond to her. Uh, it which also just really cool. makes it feel really like this keeps happening with multiple women and yeah. people. Like you just kind of feel like Peep's floating in his little escapist universe. Then this time he's kind of focusing in on this series of messages where it's like the she, is it one? Is it many? Is right, it, it's just, it's just like in general. Time. And then I kind of like how in light of the fact it shows you a little bit how he treats them, how he just kind of moves on and he floats around. And then when it's convenient for him, he responds, baby, come and bless me and my baby think I'm sexy, right? Because these women clearly feel a way about him and have to almost put up with it. And then she goes, how could you forget me? Why you never text me? And it's like, well, I'm done again, moved on. And then time passes and she's like, yo, what the fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. And that just kind of seems to be what's there. But then um, Young Era <coughs> on that verse kind of goes a little bit deeper. But what I like about it is that um he kind of has that same jaded ish feel to it like she's i like said why you never text used to go around and flex me come around and stress me that shit don't impress me and it's almost like hmm all of a sudden the things aren't the same you used to be away and now you're gone and whatever and it's like oh um he's kind of like looking at her and like yo all that other shit it's not that interesting i'm the only one that knows your fear see i know you better than you think always hit my line with we should link oh i don't go around checking on me and it's almost like he still takes that effort to put himself into understanding her intentions or to right. look into whatever. And you feel like that same kind of anxiousness that like whatever, where you, you question a lot of shit and you almost want to pull away from people who are reaching out, you know? So go, go baby. They've got nothing on me. I told you you'd be coming back, but now you want me back, but baby, I don't fuck with you. And it's almost like, when relationships are complicated and whatnot and there's that back and forth situation and it's almost like both these guys are able to almost move on from that drama and then it's like i don't really want it and it seems like there's this desire to move past it and it's manifested through this obsessive texting to people where it's like yo why, why can't y'all just move on and get the message that it's over you know and i thought this was pretty cool and i really liked it i liked it uh, I don't know, more than the other ones, but I give it a 4.25.
I as well give it a 4.2. I felt like it was kind of just really straightforward to the point. Um, Alright, the next one. The next one's quite exciting, Chris. Don't you agree? Why don't we talk about Princess? So in terms of sequencing, I like how this song almost acts as a response to the last song where it's like he's thought about it, maybe he's sobered up now and he's like, you know, feeling whatever. That's kind of how I picture it going down. Here's my criticism of this song. It is nearly entirely, how could I forget about you? I don't know what I'd do without you. Lonely sunsets without my princess. Send me one text so I can get some rest. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And then there's a little verse. I'll give it to you. There is. We get about 30 seconds of something there's, different. There's a bridge. It just repeats. Send me one more text over a similar beat. How could I forget you? Never doubt me. I'll never doubt you. I don't go out without you. I don't want to leave the house without you. I don't do shit without you. And you know I ain't shit without you. Lonely sunsets, lonely sunrises, wishing I was looking in your eye. Now that verse and that chorus, peanut butter and jelly. The way the the melodies and the way he sings it all hits the song. Peanut butter and fucking jelly. Good. It sounds so smooth. It's really nice. There's no features here. It, it kind of feels really personal. Um, but yo, it's a four minute and change song. And it's almost entirely that chorus. And then the last line, you can get undressed. Now, I really like it. I like it because it sounds like a guy who has gone through this situation. You know, maybe he's had some distance and he's kind of come to the realization that he likes this person and he, he, he can't believe she'd feel this way. And he wants to like assure her and let her know that she's important to him. And I know this because he just says it over and over again. And I like it. I like the fact that he shows the commitment to her, how he doesn't want to leave the house without her. He doesn't want her to feel like worried or anything like that he just kind of wants something beautiful and simple like you know looking into the sunrise with you and it's really sweet and it's really nice and given this album it could have been half the length and i probably would have liked it a lot freaking more but yes for a four minute song that just repeats itself kudos cold heart you did a great job at like pulling it off it's there and i'm you know what if i was on a aquafina situation Maybe I could get lost in that in the speakers and shit, but I'm just not there. So I'm giving this a four. Um, with everything on this album, it felt like the laziest effort. What I took from this song uh, was uh, somebody who kind of feels lost and alone and is really just kind of uh, up all night, not being able to sleep because he doesn't know where I guess the love of his life or the woman or the person that they're connected to at that moment is well-being, if they're alive or whatnot. And I, I get it. Like when you really care for somebody and, and that's how I interpret, right? When you really care for somebody, you kind of question like, you know, how could I forget about this person? Even if it's for like, 10 minutes the day or just to forget to call them or whatnot like you really kind of just start thinking of these things maybe the other person is insecure or whatnot and you're just trying to reassure them but i feel like that's just really what it was send me like when he goes send me one text so i can get some rest it's like i feel like he's genuinely just expressing this genuine care of just wanting to make sure that that person is okay sure <laughs> That's kind of what I got from it. Either than that, this could have been off the album and I'd be completely fucking fine with it. All I'm saying is it seems like you had this hook and you went like that and then you added it and layered it in a way to make it feel alive. But this song needed another verse or something. I um, gave it a 3.8. Either way, 
redemption comes on this album because i know i haven't been loving the gabe part i know this hasn't been my favorite but we are moving on this is like the first one that feels like a new fresh actually like on the quality level of come over when you're sober peep song that i think we've heard the whole album even the first one it had like an old mixtapey feel to it this feels like a studio album level of peep finish this song like it feels like completed in a way where he ate his eating you know what i mean like i mean we're not I, we're talking about moving on you know what are you what are you no, talking about the mixing the depth of it ask, like the ad libbiness like, to it even the, the, the structure to great. it it has two verses it's got multiple like it sounds like a complete fucking song yeah which is not what a lot of them sound like is either collab songs where it's half peep half somebody else or they finished it and added you know without peep this felt like peep finished a song and I mean, it's part of the Goth Angel Sinner EP that came out. Um, I don't know if that was planned or whatever. Either way, I think that came out and got pulled, and now we're getting it for real reels. But man, everything from like the I'm kissing styrofoam, you know what I be on, that's what I be on, she know what I be on, who know what I be on, that's what I be on, baby, move along, I keep moving on. And even that part, it just felt like, okay, that's what I really liked about Peep. The way he uses ambiguity and tone of voice to like, it doesn't really matter what he's on yeah yeah he's kissing styrofoam but it could be a lot of different things it might be lean maybe he's it's sipping lean maybe it's other shit he's sipping lean because he's got this wavy i feel like he's sipping lean because he's got this wavy my point is it could too. be zanny bars it could be a combination of like seven things it could be a cocktail it could be i mean yeah yeah you don't know what he's on it could be everything either way he's faded out that girl that he's with she knows what's up uh, you know and then he's moving on we keep making up i keep moving on we keep making up i keep moving on we keep making up i can't make it up somebody wake me up yeah and just the way he flips it it just has that cycle of like you can picture a relationship and it's when you're like blitzed and everything's wonderful it's amazing and then you fight and break up and then you get high and hook up again and it just goes through this whole thing until you realize like i can't make it up i can't even make up both like i can't fix the relationship but i also can't make up how ridiculous this situation is somebody wake me out from this nightmare of repetition and shit i just feel so strong and it feels like it just feels so much better than like everything we've it heard feels more polished too like just the song the beat instrumental the way it's the way it was mixed. i'll, like I'll be said. honest this is kind of what I was hoping for when I saw a new Lil Peep album. I've appreciated yeah. what we've got to this point. I added this to my playlist instantly. It just had a quality difference that, you know, just is beautiful sounding to me, this track. And it's got the fadedness to it. Like, I don't want to cry, I don't know, right now. Like that authentic, like yep. it, I don't necessarily know that he was high, but he makes you feel like he was high right. when he was doing it. His presentation on a lot of these songs are very, very well. Like, he's good at masking the true essence of what he's doing. And then just the pulled up with my whole team. Macton swerving in a white beam. Goth boy click trying to stay clean. Goth boy click. We got big dreams. And I love the fact that he's so about the squad. He's such a genuine person. Something that I find attractive in an artist is when they're more than just themselves. And they're not just about them. And I think Lil Peep effectively is about the squad. And he shows that. Whether or not they had beefs and whatnot, I don't care. The point is more, 
you can see the essence of his giving nature and his altruism almost in the kind of person he is through the way he puts other people up in his lyrics like he could have just been flossing nah he took the time to also floss his team and my new bitch on a movie screen my old bitch here groupie teen i guess he's moved on from there whatever yeah break hearts i'm with cold heart i'm with horse head whip it like a nascar wicked phase task force yeah baby you get what you asked for i like that wicked fate wicked phase task force but it sounds like wicked face but it's also like because it's wicked phases task force is the goth boy click and he's shouting out his peoples and since the whole verse seems to be him and his squad going out and they're grinding together and you know it kind of alludes to another part of his life so he's mm-hmm. got the relationships and but part of how he's moving on and all of that is with his squad and he brings it in it just felt more appropriate than say other tracks um then you got like the chorus comes back in and it just flows he's just on my styrofoam he's kissing styrofoam whatever pour up you're probably right it's probably you know lean um but then it's nope it's the pain pills mass getting real it's the pain pills mass getting real it's the pain pills and it's like i think part of the repetition is because when you're on that shit life is repetitious when you're in a drug-fueled world it is like that um it's the pain pills it's getting real i'm kissing styrofoam you know what i be on that's what i be on whose shoulder you be crying on whose name do you be lying on and then it's almost like he's so fucked up all the time it's like as he comes back into lucidity he starts realizing a couple of things like where loyalties lie and stuff like that but ending up the track with yeah making up i keep moving on as though regardless to what's happening in the situation in the world and the relationships and the drugs he's gonna keep moving forward as far as he can and it's just to me really one of the more powerful tracks i think it's one of the best ones we've heard so far and i'm really happy we got here because it went from like uh my aqua kind of vibe to yes it's still druggy but it feels at least like a full complete experience as opposed to Aha. You guys got my point. It kind of gives off this like hopeful feeling for people who may be dealing with uh, pill addiction, lean addiction, feeling like you're trapped in a loop or just addiction period. This song really kind of stood out to me as like, even if you're dealing with these things, you could still move on. You could still move to the next step, to the next level. Even if that means like whatever the level is for you, I'm not trying to advocate anything here, but I really like that kind of inspiration that he's trying to get that I kind of get from this song like we're still moving on no matter what is happening right now we're still gonna keep looking forward trying to get to the next just the next so um, I gave it a 4.2 yeah alright so this is gonna be the end of part one because there's still half an album and we've been talking for a while so we're gonna do it like that um, thank you all for watching so far. Definitely let us know what you think about anything in the comments. We'll make that effort to respond to you. If you do like this video, feel free to hit that like button. Like we said, if you let us know you want to see the documentary, if you want to see us talk about that, let us know by hitting that like button, leaving some comments, talking to us, expressing it, and subscribe to the channel for part two and more reviews. Special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane Linda Williams, and Coney Sparks. They're dope. They support what we do, help us get in new camera helped us get on the spotify's and stuff i have been loafing like a motherfucker but we're gonna get up on that square space because of him too 
get the website going and uh they get to tell us what albums to review so we gotta have the joe buttons uh is an album that we just reviewed joe buttons all of lost we just reviewed for coney sparks we have a brand newbie and album review coming for jonathan barnes in the near future it'll be real real cool that's all i'm saying so if you want to join the club and you want us to review that obscure goth boy click album best way for you to get that done quickly now say we won't do it but if you want that in the near future best move for you we make music as well that shit's on the channel you can check it out holding stefan roy the alternative grind is the album i just put out definitely different than little peep um definitely have a different place in life but let me know what you think about it i'd be curious anyway that's all for part one have yourself a great day live long and prosper